0: welcome everyone it's our third week of advent i hope you're all ready for christmas behind me as you can see we have lots of christmas gifts now lots of these are going to be given away at our family service i hope you've signed up and are ready to go this week we've got pk teaching us in on moses and we've also got some christmas carols to get us in the christmas mood it's going to be a fun one guys let's jump to our feet let's get ready to worship
1: I am leading you in worship this morning. So, to start with, we have a song that we sang a few years ago at our nativity. Um, it's very catchy. I'm sure you will remember it when it starts playing, and I'm sure your grown-ups in the room will too. Now, there's no actions on the screen, so I thought I would run through a few of the actions before it gets started to help you remember. So at the start of the song, we're going to basically pretend like we've just walked into the stable and we've seen Jesus in the manger, fast asleep. So the song starts with hush, shush, there's a baby. And then we go ooh, ah, in a manger with our arms rocking as if we're holding a baby. Nice and easy. And then that repeats again. Hush, shush, baby Jesus, ooh, ah, but then we go, there's a danger, and then it goes into the next verse. So the chorus of the song is really simple, it basically tells you what to do. So when it says there's singing, we're going to sing, yeah, that's it, we're going to sing. And when it says there's shouting, we're gonna shout, shout. Then it says, we're gonna tell what we found. So we're gonna see what we found. That's it, we're gonna look and see what we found. Then, nice and easy, worship the king. So we're gonna worship, wave our hands in the air. You can go crazy for this bit, do whatever you want. And then it says, bow right down. So then I'd like everyone to take a bow. Ah, nice big bow. And that's it. That is the main actions of the song. To be honest, go crazy, have fun, do whatever actions you like. I am sure you're going to do great. It is so exciting that we get to worship and remember that our king was born in a stable, in a manger. And we can celebrate and praise him. So fun. Okay, so we're going to do that song first. And then we have got a carol. That is going to be sung, but the lady on the screen will be doing British Sign Language signing. Um, so join in as much as you can with the signing, but just have fun with it. Um, sing along, dance with the grown-ups in the room. I'm sure they will love it too. It'll be one they know, so it'll be really fun. So there we go. Let's start our first song.
2: a baby, who are ah, in the manger? Hush, shh, baby Jesus, who are? Ah, there's a danger that will wake this sleepy boy He's such good news, we jump with joy We wanna sing with the angels, heavenly sound Shout with the shepherds, tell what we found Worship with the wise men, bow right down Jesus is born and he's such good news We want to sing with the angels, heavenly sound Shout with the shepherds, tell what we found Worship with the wise men, bow right down Jesus is born and he's such good news We want to hush, there's a baby Manger, hush, baby Jesus, who are there's a danger that will wake this sleepy boy. He's such good news, we jump with joy. We want to sing with the angels, heavenly sound, shout with the shepherds, tell what we found, worship with the wise men, bow right down. Jesus is born, and He's such good news. We want to sing with the angels, heavenly sound. Shout with the shepherds, tell what we found. Worship with the wise men, bow right down. Jesus is born, and He's such good news. We want to shout and sing and worship the King. Shout and sing and worship the King We want to shout and sing and worship the King Jesus is born and he's such good news We want to shout and sing and worship the King Shout and sing and worship the King
0: Morning, Welcome to story time with PK. Now a word of warning, are you still eating your breakfast? Because if you are, you might want to put your cereal to one side for a moment because this week's story, well this week's story is, it's really gross to be honest. We have blood, we have decaying fishy smells, we have oozing pussy boils, itchy, scratchy fleas. Oh, we have locusts and flies and oh, animals stinking the place out with their rotten corpses. It's definitely not a breakfast time story. So what is the story about? Well, it's about Moses, Pharaoh and the 10 plagues of Egypt. So we pick the story up at a really exciting time. Moses has gone back to Egypt to command Pharaoh to do what God is asking and to let the people of Israel Israel go. But Pharaoh's really stubborn. I mean, there's no way he's going to do what he's asked by God. There's no way he's going to do the right thing and let these people go. I mean, they build his cities, they build his temples, they build his roads. They do everything he asks of them. I mean, who else is going to build the pyramids? The Egyptians? (laughs) Don't be funny. So God sends the first of ten plagues to help Pharaoh change his mind. Now, the first plague, the first plague sees the River Nile turn red like blood. Obviously, the River Nile is the only water source in the kingdom. They use it to go fishing in. They... Um, feed and water their, their crops with that water. They bathe in it, they drink it, their animals drink it, they need it. But now it's red like blood and all the fish living in it start to rot and decay and float to the top and to the banks where their decaying bodies mount up, causing a disgustingly fishy smell off across the whole country. But you know what? Ferret doesn't care. He's not having any of it. He's not letting the people of Israel go. So plague number two comes along, and out of this stinky red river come frogs. Reba. Reba. Big, fat, disease-ridden frogs that jump and cover the fields and cover the roadways and get into people's houses. The Bible even tells us people find them in their ovens. Ugh, but still, Pharaoh's not having it. So the third plague comes along, and this is a plague of lice and fleas. And the Egyptians wake up to find their beds and their clothes and their houses and their furniture covered in fleas that bite them and itches and scratches. Oh, it's horrible. But still, Pharaoh won't do anything about it and will not do the right thing and let the people of Israel go. So the fourth plague comes along and this plague, this plague is a plague of flies, thousands and thousands of flies descend on the cities and the towns. They get into the houses, they make their home on all the shelves, in the kitchens, in the bedrooms, they stick themselves to animals who can't get them off. They're just everywhere, all over the place. But still Pharaoh won't let the people of Israel go. So the fifth plague, the fifth plague hits the livestock, the cows, the camels, the goats, the sheep, the dogs, the cats. Every living animal is struck by disease and pestilence until many of them die where they stand in the fields and on the streets. So many that the Egyptians can't move them quick enough and their, their, their carcasses start to decay and smell and stink the city out. But no, Pharaoh's still not having it. So the sixth plague. The sixth plague is a plague of boils where the Egyptians wake up to find themselves covered in boils and legions and they break open this pussy, stinky, oh, can you imagine all over your body and, oh, I don't want to look at you. You're covered in boils. You stink. But still, Pharaoh's not having anything to do with it. He will not do the right thing. He will not obey God. He will not let the people of Israel go. So the seventh plague is a plague of hail and thunderous balls of fire that fall from the skies hitting the the wooden buildings of the uh, Egyptians, hitting the fields, burning the crops, burning the orchards and the trees. But still, Pharaoh is stubborn and won't do anything to let the people of Israel go. So next, the eighth plague is a plague of locusts. Now locusts They're insects that eat anything and everything they can get their teeth on. And they come in swarms of millions of locusts that fly into Egypt. They land on what's left of the crop fields and they eat them bare until not even a root is left. They land on the trees, eating all the leaves down to the twigs, leaving Egypt with little to eat. But still Pharaoh won't do anything about it. So the ninth Plague descends on the the town, on the cities, on the country of Egypt. And for three whole days, the Egyptians are plunged into darkness. I mean, they can't see a thing. Just the light of their oil lights and their candles to live by for three days, whilst they wait to see if Pharaoh will change his mind. But no, stubborn old Pharaoh, not having it. He will not do the right thing. He will still not do what God asks of him. So the last and the worst plague of all falls on the country of Egypt. The plague of the angel of death. Egyptians go to sleep that night not knowing what's coming. But they wake up in the morning to screams and cries that fill every city, every house, in every city, in every town across the country as they wake up to find that in their sleep their oldest children, their oldest children have died in their sleep. And even in the palace of Pharaoh that morning their screams and wailing and crying as pharaoh's own firstborn son is found dead in his bed and it wasn't just just the humans the animals too the firstborn of all the stock was also found dead and this time this time after losing his own son pharaoh changes his mind He chooses to do the right thing, to do what God has asked of him. And he calls Moses in and says, at long last, you can have these slaves. I don't want them anymore. I'm I'm done with them. Take them out. Go, leave my nation. Get out. So Moses and the people of Israel leave. Well, I told you it was a bit of a full on story. Blood. Boils, fleas, death. Man, full on. But what can we learn from this? Well, we definitely learn that Pharaoh was a man who refused to do the right thing. That Pharaoh was a man who refused to make good choices for the better of others. It's a reminder to me that I shouldn't be stubborn. That I... I should always remember to make good choices, not just for myself, but for those around me. That the choices I make have an impact on the lives of others. Moses and Pharaoh made the choice to be stubborn and that impacted every living person in his country, in his kingdom. I'm definitely going to choose to make the right choices and to make good choices so that those around me can live in the effect of this good choi- those good choices. What do you think?
3: No one can play Biblical women like the Barris boys.
2: Moses' mother trusts God with something fantastic and a massive trust and a trust and a trust
3: and a trust. What a lovely baby. If only someone could help me look after it. I know somebody who could help you. <laughs> if only someone could help me look after it. I know somebody who could help me. My mother, should I go
2: help her fetch you? <laughs> Proof basket. She took him down to the river and placed him by the water's edge.
3: Mother, should I go fetch her for you?
2: <laughs> Action. Oh, lovely baby. Okay, just keep going. Who can help me look
3: after it? I know somebody
1: who can help my mother. Should I go fetch her for you?
3: Yes. <laughs> Is it definitely on film? Yes. Were you filming?
1: What do you call Santa when he's a dog? I don't know. Santa
0: paws. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Just as a quick reminder, we have our Christmas family service coming up and there are two ways that you can join us with that. One of them is joining us in person in the building. You'll need to sign up for that. The other way is by joining us online. Now, in order for you to receive your pack, you need to have signed up by the end of today. So if you can do that and you would like to join us, please do. But we're going to finish in a family prayer now. Father, I thank you for Christmas, and I thank you for the amazing gift of your son coming to earth, um, being born, and coming for each one of us. I thank you for the joy of Christmas that we get to celebrate as families, as friends, as people, all together remembering you and remembering the, the greatest gift of all. I pray that everyone gets to feel connected together this time, that no one feels isolated and that we all get to enjoy the season fully. Amen. Amen.